Christmas, everybody, and I'm Mike Poswan, and you are listening to part three of episode 21 of VGM Generations, and with me this time is Norm Garrett. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> it's very Christmassy. Jordan Belinsky. What is that from? Uh, Finding Forrester. Okay. All right. And Aaron Belauchuk. I am the last one. <laughs> very good. And uh, in this series of episodes, we're talking about Jingle Jams, of course, because it's Christmas Day when this episode comes out. Uh, so yeah, it's Aaron's turn to go first. Aaron, what do you have for us this week? What do I have? I have a game that I've talked about a million times in the podcast. I am talking about Horizon Zero Dawn, specifically because we're doing Jingle Jams and winter and snow and all that fun ice stuff. I'm doing the DLC... The Frozen Wilds. As promised. As promised, as we said last time. Stay tuned for our thrilling conclusion. Um, this is a game that came out this year. So it'll, it's, it's still this year. Yep. Yeah, this is 2017. This came out in March. Um, for the PS4 from Guerrilla Games. and pub- So developed by Guerrilla, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. And uh, one thing I wanted to say about this game is that, of course, uh, it came out three days before Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild came out, I think. Yeah, or it was inside of a week for sure. Yeah, it was inside of a week. So this game kind of uh, threw me off because I was excited to play it. I'd been anticipating it since the E3 that it was announced. And uh, I was like, robots, dinosaurs, female protagonist in a post-apocalyptic world hits all of my checkboxes. Check, 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 yeah, check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that had to have been intentional, though, because uh, both are console exclusives on, yeah. on opposing consoles, right? Yeah. So, But, and I, I like... It came out. I bought it like day one. I yep. brought it home to play it, played it until Zelda came out and then like <laughs> dropped it. I think that I think that was so many people's oh, story yeah. with this game. Totally. But of course, I didn't pick this game up again until the Frozen Wilds DLC came out. So I, I, I restarted the game because I'd forgotten everything since, you know, it came out so many months ago. And I started playing from the beginning and played the Frozen Wilds DLC like almost immediately upon starting the game. And I'm I've said in the past like it's great that we're doing this theme of like snow and ice and all that kind of stuff because I love winter themed games I love snow in games all that kind of stuff you put me in like a Skyrim type environment and I feel at home so all that said I have to say that the frozen wilds has the best snow I've ever seen in a game it is so well done. It, it just makes me want to go outside in real life and run around in the snow. Is it go better skiing? than 1080 snowboarding on the N64? Because that was revolutionary. <laughs> I'd say it's a slightly God, above I love that. that game. Slightly better. Yeah. And there's been a lot of really, really good snow games in the past little while. I mean, uh, I played Tomb Raider not that long before. I was going to say, yeah, the other big standout yeah, was Tomb Raider. That, that was a really big one. And uh, Tomb Raider did it really well. I remember at the time thinking, this, this is, is the best snow. <laughs> but Frozen Wilds does it so well. And it's so interesting to me that the snow in the main game, like there's snow, there's mountains, all that kind of stuff, doesn't behave like the snow in the DLC area. As soon as you enter the DLC area, the snow is different. Like Better. Better, yeah. Just the way you, you like leave footprints and... As you run through the snow, anytime you like, if your hand brushes it, it leaves a track. If you roll in it, it leaves like a perfect track, how you would expect it to actually deform. And it, as you roll around in the snow, it reveals the grass that's like the dead grass that's growing underneath. I got to jump in here. I just saw a clip. We, we talked about, me yeah. and Aaron have discussed this game at length. Um, but uh, the other day I saw a clip where 
she kills one of the massive like robot dinosaurs and it slid down the mountain and it cleared all of the snow and it like just left the grass. And yeah. I was like, Oh my God, it, it is incredible <laughs> to watch it do this kind of stuff. And from the largest creature that you kill, it, it leaves a little track. It's like, you know, you'll scare a squirrel and a squirrel will like run away and it leaves like a little track in the snow. Kind That's of amazing. Stuff. It's, it's so well done. They even actually added in an emote for like the photo mode. Cause they do all these like different poses and stuff. They put in a snow angel one just because you can actually have Aloy, the protagonist, lie down in the snow and make a real snow angel That's because so the awesome. snow reacts so well. <laughs> That's fun. Like this is the next level of snow. I imagine the next level above that is that though the snow deforms in this, the next level is to have it actually displace. So you push snow and it like build up. Yeah, so imagine create, that like, same scene and stuff, yeah. with like the monster sliding down the thing and it's actually like pushing snow that is like then an avalanche or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's That's next. Yeah. So who, who's going to rise to well, this challenge? You know, Horizon 2. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. So um, I wanted to do this game too because, not just because I'm playing it and I'm really, really enjoying it because um, I wanted to do something that was really, really modern. Like I said, we, we lean back a lot on yeah. older stuff and this is about as new as it gets because it only came out a few months ago, really. Yeah. And uh, while I was searching for this, um, I found the soundtrack online. You can actually purchase the Frozen Wild soundtrack. But a weird thing happened is that the song I wanted to feature isn't on the soundtrack. Um, like I that actually, does happen from time to time. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that this is the main theme, apparently. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> it says in my notes, like I, I just have written down track TBD, so because I didn't know even what it was called. I found this one called the main theme from the Frozen Wilds on YouTube. Somebody had posted it, mm-hmm. but it's not on this. It's not on the soundtrack, and I have no idea where this version of the song came from. They must have pulled it right off the game. Maybe, but... I, even if they pulled it from the game, I don't know where in the game. I went and actually fired up the game and listened to like the, the theme when you first start. I even went and listened to the credits. I cannot find where they pulled this track from. Mm. And so remix. I did a ridiculous... <laughs> well, it's, it's weird because we'll I did a ridiculous amount of research and I couldn't discover it. And it does some weird things. It's almost... This version is unique because, first of all, I'll mention the composer. The composer of this piece is... And while I can maybe fumble my way through the uh, Japanese composer names... This game was made by Guerrilla Games in Amsterdam. Yeah. So I'm gotcha. probably going to absolutely <laughs> butcher these names. So uh, Jory Deman is the name of the composer. Also, there's a second composer called Niels van der Liest. And there's a soloist called, uh, who does all of the vocal solos called um, Julie Elvin. And uh, there's also a band that does some of the tracks co- that call themselves The Flight. So there were a number of... Uh, Nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, all about your, yes. it's all about commitment. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this is the main composer, uh, Jory Deman. Um, he composed the main title track and he actually did all the um, all the sort of main orchestral pieces for the main game as well. So Has he done movie work before? That name sounds familiar. I have no idea. I think he might have. Yeah, because uh, it, it seems strange because, I mean, it's also a very, you know, sort of Dutch name yeah. on top of that. So makes sense. <laughs> and what was funny is that, too, is that I... I Wish I'd started playing um, Horizon Zero Dawn a little bit earlier just because in October I was in Amsterdam and I was actually only a few blocks from Guerrilla Games headquarters. What? Yeah, I know. (laughs) And I didn't realize that at the time because I I hadn't been playing the game and I hadn't been thinking about it. You know what? I was in Amsterdam this year too. I should have gone. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, I was checking out where their offices were and man, they've got just a beautiful Oh, I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. it's right on on the canal. Gorgeous city. Oh, it is. Absolutely. So, 
And uh, oh, I, I'll say I don't know what their winters are like, but clearly the people who made this game understand snow and how snow works and like just captured that whole winter vibe really, really well. I think it snowed there yesterday. Did it? Yeah, yeah I follow someone on Instagram. And they were all <laughs> I was going to say, what are, you, are you keeping <laughs> yeah. up on weather? And <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That is awesome. But uh, so anyway, this is apparently the title track from the Frozen Wilds, and it is mainly composed of the... Uh, it's sort of a rearrangement of Aloy's theme from Horizon Zero Dawn.
And one thing that makes this one stand out is that I mentioned the vocalist, uh, Julie Elvin, who does all of the female solo vocalist stuff. This song ends on like, it sort of like fades out and then only the vocalist keeps going. Mm. So it's got a very sort of like haunting ending to it. Uh, I like it. And I love it too. I just wish I knew where it came from. I wish I could find it. I want a clean version. So if anyone's listening to this yeah, exactly. is a fan of Horizon Zero Dawn and can point me in the direction because I'd really love to know. Maybe you should, email, uh, you should email Gorilla and be like, that's what I was going to say. Where yeah. is this? Well, I <laughs> commented. I, I was thinking of doing that. I actually commented on the YouTube video for the person who originally posted it, who was like, Asking OST gaming. I'm saying, where did you find this? Like, I can't find this anywhere. Ooh, You've uh, listed this as the, as the main theme, but where did it come from? Did you check the trailers for the expansion? I pack? did. I okay. also checked, <laughs> I I checked say, the maybe? trailers. I checked the trailers. I checked the game. I checked the credits. I, I watched a whole bunch of videos. I checked the soundtrack. I listened to most of the soundtrack of the main game as well to try and figure it out. And I just, I couldn't track it down. Yeah. It was really hard. Yeah. If you can't find it uh, with all that, I don't know where it is. I do want to try to see about contacting the company or even the composer and see if they can help me out. Cause I posted both on the comments for this video on YouTube and also somebody had posted it to Reddit and I posted there as well to see if somebody could help me, but. I'll, it'll be really funny if after this comes out, like next month you come back and you're like, yeah, that wasn't from the game at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you I just mean, come back to us. It's like not like you emailing, but I didn't write that. Yeah. <laughs> I, and the thing is, I, it feels almost like a trailer theme, but it's like five minutes long. First of all, it's like that's, four, yeah, minutes, four minutes trailer. and 30 seconds. It could be a gameplay trailer. And I suppose. it's, it's is again, it's Aloy's main theme from the game that does kind of play during the thing, but it has added instrumentation mm. plus that really cool ending where it just ends on the vocalist. Yeah, so, so it's I, like with all that, there's no way it's done part of the game somewhere but exactly so i'm still hoping that somebody can help me out with that but uh as and on top of that i just have a couple of uh kind of related stories about playing the game that uh, i wanted to mention so first of all i'll mention a little bit that i read about the composition for the game so um because this game takes place in the distant future it's not just like post-apocalyptic it's like post post-apocalyptic this is like the world has basically been destroyed and reborn and because, and so these tribal societies have kind of like sprung up across, across the world in the wake of all of like the destruction of mankind. And because they've, they're living amongst the remnants of our culture and technology for the, recording the soundtrack, they often played contemporary instruments in weird ways as if someone who had no knowledge of an instrument found it and made up their own way to play it. So for instance, they would like take a cello and they would play it with a guitar pick. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so, that's such a cool detail. Yeah. So like really, really interesting stuff stuff like like that that. when they like work the story into the music, like that's, that's really cool. And they did a lot of stuff where like they would like use bows on instruments that don't usually like stringed instruments that don't usually use bows and stuff like that. And uh, they would do a lot of stuff where they would like hammer on metal because you know, it's also the remnants of the machine world kind of stuff. And it, it, it creates a really unique soundtrack. I've got to say like, I wish that, it's one of those games that I want to hear more of the soundtrack because it's great, but it's just kind of undercurrents the game and you don't really pay much attention a to bit it. Ambient. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes more of an ambient thing, but it really is a solid soundtrack across the boards. Very cool. And, uh, uh, I, as on more of like a personal way I was playing it is that it's a really well-developed game, very few bugs, but I did notice a few things in the game that uh, stood out to me as kind of bizarre. So at certain points in the game, <laughs> now we're going to shit on it. Yeah. Now I'm going to shit on it. No, it's funny. Cause my wife will watch me play and she'll like, she'll Point see the bugs and she's like, what's wrong with this game? It's got all these problems. I'm like, think of all the things that hat went right. That, exactly, that yeah. one floating plant or that guy who's hovering like a foot above the ground. That's pretty minor <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. 
But one of my favorite bugs um, involved, like you can come across these various tribal musical groups that are playing songs on bizarre instruments. So you come to like an inn or a bar kind of thing and there's like a band playing. But uh, sometime, at one point in time, there was a band that was playing and they left, leaving their instruments behind on the stage. But the music they were playing still kept playing. So the instruments (laughs) were still essentially like, the music was coming out of them, but there was nobody actually. Well, there. maybe they were like cheating. Like, you yeah. know how like yeah. you'll see like sometimes you go to a concert and like the keyboard is in there, but you hear a it's, keyboard yeah. and you're like, eh. it's like they're performing at the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah that's totally. right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> it was all lip sync. Yeah, exactly. Without lyrics. <laughs> yeah. And another weird bug like that is that I encountered a storyteller and this was in the frozen wild section. So I came, I went to this village and there was a storyteller who was like telling the ancient history of the land and all this kind of stuff. So it was like doing all these like arm movements and very dramatic. And there's this big crowd of people who are like watching this story. And I sat around and I listened to it and then left. Then much later in the game, after doing the frozen wilds, I came back to where the storyteller was still standing there, still telling the story, but the audience had left. So he's basically <laughs> like standing there, like doing this like big production for nobody. Just a felt, crazy person. Yeah, felt really bad for him. But. Yeah, that's funny. And uh, the frozen wilds, as I was saying, like, like they did it only in eight, eight months, months or yeah. whatever it was, but they also improved the game systems just overall. Like the lip sync is better. The graphics look better. There's more motion and animation to the cutscene kind of stuff. And I think actually the characters are more relatable and even more well-developed. So. Very cool. All right. So uh, yeah, that's it for Horizon and the Frozen Wilds. And uh, it's on to my pick. And uh, I'm just going back to the gift that keeps on giving, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mario Kart 8. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast for at least like three episodes, maybe you've heard me talk about Mario Kart 8 before. I'm shocked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going with um, not maybe the most obvious pick, which would probably be Wario Mountain. Uh, we're going with uh, the Animal Crossing uh, DLC level. Uh, and then there... If, uh, if you don't know, there's four versions of that track uh, for every season, much like in Animal Crossing. And of course, we are going with the winter theme. What else could it be? Uh, so obviously, developed, published by Nintendo. We don't need to talk about that anymore. And this track uh, specifically, there's a bunch of different composers on this game, but this track was composed by Atsuko Asahi. Uh, so yeah, like I said, four uh, seasons uh, and every season has slightly different music to go along with it. So like in, uh, and it's kind of, I don't know if it completely matches, but um, in the winter, you do get uh, like sleigh bells and stuff like that in there. Uh, It's very, very Christmassy. I don't want to say something if uh, this is something you're going to be talking about, but one thing I really like about that Animal Crossing track and the music specifically on that yeah. track is if you uh, pull up to a Easter KK eggs. slider. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, if you're going to mention that, I yeah, say we'll, we'll get into those too. But uh, yeah. So uh, like I said, the track's super decked out in Christmas decoration. There's snowmen all over the place. There's Christmas lights all over the place. So it feels very Christmassy. Um, uh, so yeah, some of the, some of the other Easter eggs are the, there's all sorts of stuff that they put in here that like, I didn't really notice on my first playthrough, but like, uh, if you've ever played animal crossing before, if you take your shovel and you hit a rock, um, sometimes a coin will pop out and that actually happens in the track on one section of the track. There's rocks like around the bend. And if you run into the rock, it moves and a coin pops out. So like little stuff like that, which I thought was awesome. Um, like you just said, KK slider is sitting on the track. He actually moves in winter. He moves to the bar, which I thought was hilarious. Like he moves to like the inn, and he's playing there instead of just out in the field. Uh, but if you pull up to him and you just kind of idle next to him, you'll hear him singing his classic song or a uh, KK song. 
Uh, no, it's not the Totokeke song. Oh. The Totokeke song is in Mario Kart 8. It is, yeah. But it's on Yoshi's level, and a Yoshi is singing it, which is kind of different. And on the well, Animal Crossing track, is that Totokeke is essentially singing with the soundtrack. So you can't hear him generally, but I, he sings along with the music for that level. Yeah, so he's singing his kind of little yep. song, which is worked into the music of the level. Um, also, one I didn't know, uh, if you pull up to Tom Nook, his shop theme is playing uh, like it actually like fades out. If you sit right next to him, like close enough, uh, the music of the track fades out and you just hear the shop theme, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then the other, the last little um, Easter egg I'll mention before we listen to the music is that um, if you get close to the villagers, you can hear them speak in like animal crossing speak. <laughs> uh, and like, uh, is it Rossetti is the mole? Mr. Rossetti. Mr. Rossetti. Yeah. He, if you like, he pops out of the ground in one part of the, in one part of the track. And if you like pull up next to him, you'll hear him like screaming at you and you'll hear like the animal crossing, like text. Yeah. Sound. I don't, the sound that the animal crossing villagers make. Make. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as you blaze by him. So I thought that was really cool, but let's listen to animal crossing winter variation from Mario Kart 8. timely in light of uh the new animal crossing mobile game that was just released yes yes uh have you played that i'm not going anywhere near it why because i don't like the mobilification of nintendo games i don't it's a good one though i don't you shouldn't you shouldn't uh you shouldn't i don't know like mario run was really good though i've read too much stuff about it and it's just you know the the pay to play kind of aspect there, stuff so just there, there definitely and is putting a, things on on like t- there was always like timers things are on timers in Animal Crossing yeah but I just heard it's it's more sleazy just here well it it is that thing where it's a free game 
you don't pay for it. So Nintendo, um, to get into this a bit, but Nintendo kind of tried to subvert that model with their first big mobile release, which was Mario Super Mario Run. Actually, was it Mitomo before that? That's true. Mitomo was before that, but uh, nobody played that. It's, it's almost, we played that. Like we, a everyone time. here, I played that for a year and a half. And <laughs> that was the only one you wanted. Those silver coins, uh, but uh, the, those me Mitopia coins or whatever they're yeah. called. But um, uh, but when they did their first like official game release, if you will, um, Super Mario Run, they charged thirteen dollars for it. So they said, "We're not going to do this pay to play thing. Um, we're going to try." charging a f- what we think is a fair amount for the game and almost nobody bought it. And a lot of people tried it and cause you could try like the first level for free and then you had to buy to continue and not a lot of people converted. And so with this one and with uh, fire emblem, they went more back to that traditional uh, mobile model. But I will say despite all of those things, I'll, I'll, and those are negative things. It's true. Like, you know, that, you know, wait or pay or, you know what I mean? Or grind, grind, grind or pay. Um, it is a very good uh, and a very uh, kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like truthful representation yeah. of Animal Crossing. It's and I think that's the thing is like it's for me. It's like I'm sure there's more of a game there than a lot of like uh, mobile games actually have. That there's no game. It's basically just gambling or pay to win kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But there is a game here, and it's Animal Crossing, and it's super charming. But having been a fan of the series and played a few games in the series, I don't think I could go to this because it would just feel like. Again, the mobilification yeah. of the series. And I actually kind of have a bit of a problem with like mobile and just the, the full format of paying to play those sort of games. I think so, you might like it. Uh, <laughs> you might get hooked. You might get hooked. I'm still playing Pokemon Go. So I, I, <laughs> I have nothing. I have no horse in this race. But um, so the one last thing uh, to pull it all back to Mario Kart. Um, the one last thing I will say is that uh, normally when you play the Animal Crossing track, um, the season you get is random. If you play online, it's always random. But if you're playing in versus mode, there's a secret way to get uh, the season you want. So uh, it's the triggers and the bumpers. Um, So if you want winter, it's the right trigger. If you want spring, it's the left shoulder button. If you want summer, it's the right shoulder button. And if you want fall, it's the left trigger. So uh, depending on which uh, which season you want, you can you can. And it stays on that season the whole time or it starts on that season. Well, the, the whole tr- race, the whole race is in a single season. So it doesn't, oh, it, it okay. doesn't transform like while you're going around the track. I thought I did for some reason. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but, like it, it takes a whole season to do one lap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it'd be the slowest lap ever, but <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's how I remember it. So obviously I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just for the, for the three laps, it's, it's a single season, but you can actually pick in versus mode and that Nintendo never said that people just figured that one out, which I thought was really yeah. cool. You just said what all the different versions were yet. I still wouldn't, I couldn't repeat it back. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're not literally playing Mario Kart eight, as you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, just go and look it up online. It's all, it's out there for you. And yeah, that's all I have for Mario Kart 8. Obviously, it's my favorite game on the uh, on the Wii U and uh, probably on the Switch too. Though I did, I have talked about it. I played it on the Switch and they changed the gameplay just a little bit and I actually preferred it uh, the way it was on the Wii U. But nonetheless, uh, Dry Bones is on the Switch, which makes it the superior version. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all about uh, Mario Kart 8 for me. Norm, what do you have for us this week? I'm going to be talking about uh, a Mega Man game. Not Mega Man X this time, as I spoke of last month, but this time a Mega Man game. Not a core game in the series, but uh, one that I think should have been considered a core game. Uh, Rockman and Forte was what it was known as in Japan. Mega Man and Bass. So this came out in 1998 for Super Famicom. 
almost concurrently with the actual Mega Man 8, which came out for PlayStation. Uh, they, they're close enough that they even share some of the same robot masters. It's not a one-to-one relationship, but there is crossover between the two. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, it was considered a spinoff. I'm not quite sure why, but there are some differences um, from the core one. Uh, for instance, um, you don't fight the robot masters all at once. You can't choose from all eight. You kind of there's almost a tree you go through. I think you start out with a selection of three, and you progress through through this tree to ultimately get to it. So, um, not not quite the same as the core, but same enough that it's definitely a Mega Man game. Maybe this was testing grounds for a few ideas, and they thought, let's not keep it core, and if anything works, let's carry it forward. I don't know. Yeah, and it, it might have been, that might have been the case. So one thing I didn't mention is, well, I said it came out in North America. It came out for Game Boy Advance in 2002 uh, in North America. So just a, another tidbit. I never played it on the Game Boy Advance. I played it emulated as Rockman and Forte previously before that. Um, and like I said, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, it was obviously developed and published by Capcom as all Mega Man games are. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it wasn't quite as well received as Mega Man 8, which is interesting because I feel the opposite. Uh, I played Mega Man 8 when it came out. And I, one of the big reasons I didn't like it is because they that's when they started voice acting. So they gave <laughs> Mega Man a voice. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and <laughs> Dr. Light... He sounds like Elmer Fudd. So it's like, yeah, yeah I've heard is this that. the notorious one because this is the only context that I'd have for it. Is the Doctor Light, Doctor Wiley, Doctor Wiley, yeah, yep. This, this is that game. Oh, yeah. great. oh man, I love I've, it. I haven't heard. I've heard of this before, but I've never heard it. Yeah, so that's great that we're talking about it now. <laughs> yeah, and that's Mega Man Eight, not uh, Rockman of Forty. And that might be why I liked the other one better because it was for the SNES and it was constrained technically, so they didn't take those kinds of risks. <laughs> like but, having Elmer Fudd voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, uh, 8 was received quite well, better than I did. Uh, GameSpy, who have been defunct since 2013, unlike me, said, uh, you're better <laughs> off spending $15 on an old PS1 version of Mega Man 8 than buying the Game Boy Advance version of Mega Man and Base for $30. So. I wonder if the uh, port was just not very good on the Game Boy Advance. I, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't play it. Now, I... I will say the level design was not really up to par with uh, a classic Mega Man game. There was a lot of more gimmicky tricks and traps like you might see in more modern indie games where it's like you kind of have to learn the trick and mm. die before you can get past it, which not fair. that is bad level design. <laughs> yeah. I was disappointed to see some of that in it, but uh, the, the neat thing about it is you could play as Mega Man or Base. Base had a few differences. He could shoot in eight directions like think Metal Blade from Mega Man 2 and he could slide or he sorry he could dash like Mega Man X and do a dash jump similar to Mega Man X. So bit bit of a different gameplay style depending on who you chose and you got to kind of dig into his backstory for anyone interested in Mega Man lore. There's a bit of good stuff in there. But on to the music. So uh Robot Masters, you know they've always got their own theme, so of course, there's been a fair share of cold themes. Uh, this one is for Cold Man, who I believe was... <laughs> yeah, he was Generic man. <laughs> he wasn't one of the ones split between games. I think he was unique to this game. Uh, so the music was composed. There's three composers here. Uh, Toshihiko Horiyama, Naoshi Mitsuda, and Akari Kaida. 
So let's have a listen to Cold Man from Mega Man and Bass. Cold adjectives. No, like, Chill Man's awesome, and he looks awesome. He's the, the best name, looking the name ice is, the robot. Name is best. <laughs> He's like in this, like the top of him's this like frozen and ice crystal, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. I remember that. That looked pretty cool. I liked him. <laughs> I can't remember enough of Ten. Ten just didn't register with me. Ten. You got to play his bass as well, right? You got to play his Mega Man yeah. Proto and bass. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember playing his bass. I remember playing his Proto. Yeah, oh. you you do get bass, right? Yep. I yeah, think so. I remember was, there were three characters. So. Yeah, bass was in it. Yeah. Um, can you just go back to the voice acting where, so what is, how does that come in? <laughs> like they gave the Mega Man a voice? Yeah, he is a voice. voice. Yeah, he is like a really, okay, so, um. Because I've always wondered about this because there's an old joke from like in a podcast on IGN where they would just like randomly seem Dr. Wiley and it was just like, and I never understood where it was coming from. So yeah. now the secret's finally going to be revealed. Yeah, all the voices they've chosen for all the main characters have been really weird. Even in the X games, like Mega Man always has a really high voice, which is, un- I don't know, it just doesn't. Except. Except, yes. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so, um. In, the, in Mega Man 8, which, not this game, but the, the one that I don't like as much, because of it, his voice is like, I don't know if it was his voice, but every time he would get a weapon, it would announce it. And it's like, there was like, Sword Man was in Mega Man 8. And when you got it, it would be like, Flame Sword. Oh, <laughs> like it, it was like this like really uh, cartoony voice. Nasally kind of like I was actually gonna, thing. 
I was going to say uh, Captain N, the Game Master. Oh, yeah. And his voice was His gravelly, quite like, chain smoker nonsense. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, mega high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mega, mega. Yeah. Yeah, see, those mega cigars, mega they've, man. Yeah. They've never been able to nail down his voice. But, <laughs> and actually, after saying Flame Sword, because they did pronounce sword. the W, uh, <laughs> that's not what his voice was. It was even higher, because I remember it was like, well, he, he didn't say bass in the game, because, I mean, they're all, you know, they're all named after music in Japan, right? Rock, roll, um, blues is Proto Man, and he's bass, which, uh, yeah, well, Forte is a musical thing, right? But and as well as some of the villains in what was it, Five? Mega Man Five? They were all named after musicians. Oh yeah. Or was it? Maybe it wasn't Five. No, it was X Five. X Five. Because there was like Duff McWhalen and <laughs> yeah. Axel Rosen and, and Slash. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah they were all named after rock awesome. musicians. Yeah, yeah. We're going off on. Oh, well, it's, <laughs> it's just music Mega related. Man. Yeah, yeah it's for sure. Um, was it? Oh yeah. It. Mega Man's voice is even higher because he doesn't even call him bass. He calls him bass in the cutscenes. It's like <laughs> bass. Why must I fight you? <laughs> <laughs> so, but that brings us to the latest announced Mega Man game. Mega Man 11. Yeah. Yay. Which was announced just, well, the week of recording this podcast. Uh, yeah. And he has a, like a deeper voice, something more I would attribute to Mega Man X, but uh, it's all right. They keep reinventing the his great. voice, which is too bad because he doesn't have like an iconic voice like Mario or some <laughs> yeah. of the other characters. Yeah. Sonic, when, well, in the cartoon anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> even Sonic, like when you, even though they change Sonic's voice, every time you hear it, you're like, yeah, that's, that's Sonic. I'll go with it. Yeah. Now, that sounds right. Here's going to be just sort of a random thing about that is that whenever I wa- like picture what Mega Man's voice should be like, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name, but people may remember back to uh, Homestar Runner and Strong Bad. Mm-hmm. So there was like a Strong Bad series of emails where he had like this anime Mega Man inspired character. Does anyone know the name of that character? I don't remember that one at all. No. no. And it was very like anime. It was like, oh man, kind of stuff. Like that <laughs> yeah, kind of that, stuff. That's like Duffman. And when I when and <laughs> and whenever I hear that, like it's like if you think back to like characters in like the movie Akira or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's almost what Japanese. I, almost Japanese. Yeah. And it's a and since the character is essentially a parody of Mega Man, that's what I think Mega Man, Man should is. sound like. He should absolutely <laughs> sound like that guy that Strongbed does in his anime-inspired Mega Man thing, and I can't remember the name now. So the only Mega Man voice, just to continue this tangent, uh, that I can remember is there was a cartoon in the, I'm going to say early 2000s. It was a Mega Man cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had a voice in there, and it wasn't too bad. Uh, it was like a younger voice, right? Because Mega Man kind of looks younger. an anime, right? No, it wasn't. It was a. It was a North American. Oh, the the Ruby Spears one. I think it was. Maybe that was I'm not like sure. I came across. I'm sure a Mega Man fan would hate it because, like, I yeah. I didn't know a lot about Mega Man at the time, so I'm sure there was tons of like. I feel like there was more than one Mega Man cartoon. cartoon. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's been there tons. were a couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that one. His voice was actually okay. It wasn't too bad. So, that yeah. the The last thing I want to mention about this game is it did have like a collectible uh, card system where. Um, you could just, there were little cards, uh, or there were CDs, I think, littered around the stages. But when you, you pick them up, they would add to this gallery uh, of all the Mega Man characters over time. I mean, this is probably like the 12th Mega Man game made. Um, and it would just have really nice pixel art of each robot master, each character, and it was just, it was unique to the game, so it was fun to grab them and just see these new depictions of old robot masters, which had only been seen in... Uh, proto art and stuff like that that is cool that's cool they usually they save that for like uh those legacy collection type uh 
type games. I think in yeah. the in the legacy collection they they have all they of have that, that stuff. Yeah. But this wasn't that, so it's cool that they included it. Yeah. yeah. It was, and I mean, yeah, like I said, really good sprite art of these just like portraits of all these robot masters. So if you're if you're curious, even just browse a sprite gallery, they're they're worth a look. Very cool. I feel bad because uh, out of all the Mega Man games, I kind of let seven and eight and ba- Mega Man and Base pass me by just because they were on consoles I never had at the time when they came out. So I have to get around to those. Yeah, but, time to uh, go back and play emulated or something. I'll jump into my pick. Am I next? Yeah, you are next. All yeah. right. Well, uh, last week I talked about a game I didn't have fun playing uh, that was all about Christmas. This week I'm going to rectify that with a game that where you get to kill Santa Claus because, you know, that's that's what you do. It's Christmas week. And the game that I'm going to talk about even has a Christmas carol as the theme as the theme to the level. So let's 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 get down to business here. Talked about this game before. It's the Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures developed by Freak Zone Games back in 2013 based on the iconic internet character, the angry video game nerd. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know who he is, so no need for an introduction. But back in 2013, he got his own video game, which was based off of all the horrible games he's ever reviewed. And with that comes comes the uh, the game inspired by bad video games. So I find like there's a bit of a line between a game inspired by bad video games <laughs> and just a bad game and a flat out bad video <laughs> game. Yeah. That's so pretty funny. there are some things about the game that, you know, have its problems, but I'm going to talk about the, the snow, the snow themed level. It's called blizzard of balls. And, uh, it's it, not just inspired by snow, but inspired by Christmas. Cause every, <laughs> I thought you were going to say inspired by balls. <laughs> ins- well, that too. <laughs> every winter, the nerd he'll find games that, also coincide with our Jingle Jams month. They'll find games that have um, either a Christmas theme or very snow themed type video game and he'll talk about it and rip it apart. So a lot of those inspirations from those bad snow games are kind of filtered into this level, um, Blizzard of Balls. The music was done by a composer by the name Distant and uh, the, the level theme of Blizzard of Balls is is I wouldn't say inspired, but it's a rendition of a Christmas carol. Uh, the Christmas carol, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm assuming it's Italian, and I'm gonna pronounce it the way I think it's said, is Indulci Jubilee, or sorry, Induci Jubilo. Um, we did a little look digging on this. Yeah, nobody around the table knows <laughs> if I'm saying it correctly or not. We did a little. You didn't dig- do an Italian accent. That was the problem. Well, well you didn't see my hand. Yeah. That's why. Oh, yeah. Um, we did a little digging before we started recording just, just to see if anyone here had, was familiar with the Christmas Carol. Um, I wouldn't say that it's, uh, one of the more well-known ones, but I think it's familiar enough to all of us. Uh, Mike, you said it was the original context of it was created back in 1328. Yeah. The script that it is based on. So it's like an, it's an old, like monk scribed script from Germany or something. (laughs) Monks in Germany writing about Christmas carols. Well, that's how, that's how far back, I guess the original dates. Um, but from what I could find, there was a rendition done in the seventies by a musician by the name of Mike Oldfield. And he did a much more, uh, bubbly bouncier melody, uh, version of the song. And I would say that that's the version that was inspired by the composer distant for this video game. Um, let's, let's jump into the music. Let's listen to it. And when we come back, we'll talk about the game a bit more. So 
Blizzard of Balls from the Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures. Let's go. Seems like a wasted opportunity for them to call it Blizzard of Balls when it should be Blizzard of Balls. Yeah. It's like tug of war, right? Yeah. Nobody says tug of war. Yeah. Blizzard of Balls. Yeah. Blizzard of Balls. You should write you should write the developers and be like, what were you thinking? <laughs> In the level you'll come across uh characters like snowmen, like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, birds that are shitting bloody turds on you oh, from the sky. <laughs> Typical things you would expect in a snow level. In a Christmas very game. Christmassy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Most of the background is filled with Christmas trees and they're of course decorated with stars on top and those stars look exactly like the stars from Super Mario World. So they have little faces on them. Um, a lot of references to a lot of video game pop culture stuff. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the other levels I think you would find tie into other video games Whereas this particular level ties more into the nerds Christmas episodes. So there's not a lot of Christmas video game characters. There is Santa Claus. So one point in the game, 
you reach a sub boss and it is Santa Claus and he starts yelling at you the fact that, you know, you're ungrateful for all the games and presents he's ever given you and he'll never give you another present ever again. And it doesn't take long before you kill him. I think it's just a couple <laughs> shots with your NES zapper and he's lying dead. And, uh, and then once you kill Santa Claus, he just lies there in a bloody mess. And there's a little arrow a la something like double dragon back in the day where it's like telling you where to go. There's a little arrow pointing down at Santa Claus's corpse. So you walk over to his body. And as soon as you walk on top of him, you hop on and ride him like a surf or like, I should say a snowboard. And, uh, then the level turns into like, <laughs> Nora's face right now is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, the level changes from a platformer to, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those like battle toads kind of thing. It sounds like kind of, yeah. Where the, the screen moves automatically. Cause yeah. now you're snowboarding down a hill on Santa Claus's corpse. Of course. And I thought like, this is fitting because you know, this episode comes out on Christmas, but I mean, most of the week Christmas is over. So kill Santa. The yeah, we already got our presents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got what you needed. So it's, it's great. Cause, uh, you ride Santa's corpse down the hill and every time you jump his, uh, the board jumps with you and his limbs flail in the wind and you leave a red trail behind you as you go down the hill. So you're just really just hopping over spikes and shooting the odd enemy, but it's more just, uh, just a free run down the hill just for fun. And then you kind of get to the bottom of the hill and then, uh, Santa's corpse slams into a wall and you hop off. There's like this little, pile of the remains of Santa Claus. You see his rib cage sticking out. This is all pixel art too. So it's fantastic. <laughs> so so uh, gruesome for Christmas. <laughs> so Santa's corpse is lying in a pile in like the far left side of the screen. And this is where the actual final boss of the level comes in. And you're just fighting the, uh, the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future, which were featured in one of the nerds, earliest Christmas episodes where he went to his own personal past, present and future and, and looked at some of the video games and whatnot. Yeah, that's really about it. Um, it's, I mean, it's an interesting game and it covers a lot of, uh, tropes in video games and pop culture. So we got, there's a Halloween and a Christmas theme level, which is great. It makes the game very timely for certain times of the year. And I will say as of uh, the time of the recording of this episode, um, this particular game is on sale for 50% off on Steam, as well as its sequel, Angry Video Game uh, Nerd Adventures 2 Assimilation. Uh, both of them are on sale for 50% off right now. So maybe we'll include it in the giveaway. If not, <laughs> you could probably get it for pretty cheap. Yeah, it's only a couple bucks. That's so. an easy one to throw on the giveaway. Yeah. Sure. So it is the week like, okay, so... You know how Santa is like moral authoritarian. He's always watching over us, right? To see how good we're being. Is the week like between, does that start on like right after Christmas? Does he, <laughs> I mean, does he take a little bit of a break? Or does he take a break? Yeah. Does he have to recharge? Like, is there a moral void between Christmas and New Year's that you <laughs> can just purge? do whatever? Yeah, like exactly <laughs> yeah. the purge. I was just yeah. going to say, is there a purge week? <laughs> I don't know. Just, I don't Boxing know. day is actually purge day. Yeah. yeah that might be why. the one day. Yeah. Yeah. If there if, is, if he, Santa takes a break, it's probably on Boxing Day, right? If he, if there was, he certainly wouldn't tell us because that yeah, wouldn't see, be fair if we knew. Yeah. You just gotta roll the dice, I guess. <laughs> I think yeah. so, yeah. If I were Santa, I would randomly take that vacation, like you know, mid, it's gotta be in the middle of July, yeah. summer, or something. Yeah, exactly. If anything, you know, Christmas Eve is a safe zone because he's busy working. He's not watching his cameras, right? So. Yeah, I guess there's some <laughs> database that he can just consult at any point. That's true. Time. Yeah, he sees you when you're sleeping. I think he probably exists outside time anyway. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. and space. Oh, well. A boy really? can dream. 
<laughs> Speaking of the angry video game nerd, have you seen his video on the the TMNT videos, like the old live action? Oh, on the movies? non movie videos. Yeah, yeah, I have. I've seen a couple. Yeah, it's. I are just you? Are you? It. It's pretty good. Okay, yeah. He did, he reviewed like there was one where he reviewed the third movie because I think we would all agree that the third original TMNT movie would fit in within the, the nerd's realm of distaste bad things <laughs> yeah yeah i think he chops it with a samurai sword or the katana blade is that the one where they go to the past yes he, in time yeah or, uh, he does horrible movies sword. yeah but this is a different video but he makes reference to that anyway that's tmnt <laughs> territory yeah no yeah that's no, for the our tmnt co- podcast that's yeah. you know other day yeah the nerd's great i think uh i i got introduced to the nerd years ago and it was uh it was the looney tunes one where he like fights bugs bunny those are my favorite out of all his episodes. The Bugs Bunny ones that, will that, always be my favorite. Yeah, that was the one that got me hooked because too, so. I love all the. Um, for me, what I love best about the nerd is not the video game stuff. It's all the stuff that's outside Around of it. that. All the character stuff. All the stuff where he has a guest character like the Joker or Bugs Bunny, and the way that they interact. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know the nerd, go do yourself a favor and check him out. All right, so that is it for our song picks for this week. And it's the fourth episode, so it is time for the fourth episode game. So take out your pens and pencils and paper, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and play along if you so choose. So it is the end of the year. Uh, as we know, it's the this episode will come out December 25th, and then, you know, New Year's is right around the corner. And so uh, for this game, I did ending themes credit themes or ending themes uh is the is the theme of the game this time so um we're looking for uh there's five uh five songs and we are looking for the game uh and you know that it's the credits theme or whatever so there's no level and uh so the game and the system are what we're looking for this time for your two for two points per song so uh 10 points in total so what are okay? What okay? It's no, the no, name of making noises. Name <laughs> of the game and name of the game and the system it's on. So yeah, uh, because obviously you know it's the credits music because I just said that. So uh, let's have our first listen through of the of the music. So there's our first listen to uh, through of the songs. Uh, everybody's scribbling furiously. So I'll just fill time here. I don't know. I saw some head shaking. I saw Norm. Norm. How many were there? Five? Five total. I five songs. Four. All right. Well, that's why we have a second listen through. <laughs> I'm done. No more listens. <laughs> After no. them are games. And one of them is a game I never played. We have to have a second. No, I'm probably wrong on a few of these. That's why we have a second listen. Yeah. So let's have our second listen through right now. So there's a second listen through. Do you guys want a third? No. Aaron? Aaron? No, Aaron said right away. No. Norm? 
Nah, I'm good. You're good? Oh, right. Oh, jeez, man. When we first started playing this game, it was like five listen throughs. Now it's like one and done. I feel so, like I feel like it's, I'm, I'm probably it's like, wrong on a few I feel these. like it's like that with one or two people where it's like easy and they know all of them and then yeah. somebody else is like, I have no clue. No, no, yeah, exactly. I have no clue on this one. All right. So yeah, and actually I must I have to say this is historic. This is our first three player game ever. Uh-huh. This is the first time we've done it with none three of us people. are playing at home. <laughs> well, yeah. Who Although knows? I will say I won last last month, even yeah, though did. I wasn't playing. <laughs> you, I wasn't here. You were just listening, but you would have won. Yes. Yeah, I listened right. to the end and then they rewound it and I won. <laughs> All right. So there we go. All right. So Norm, uh first one, what do you got? I got Super Mario World SNES. Correct. Jordan? I gotta get on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Super Mario World SNES. I have Super Mario World Super Nintendo. <laughs> and Entertainment System, sorry. There you go. Yeah. SMW SNES. Actually, yeah. that's, that's actually All right. Yeah. <laughs> no time to write full words, you no, guys. No, no. Everybody gets the points for that one. Actually, I got to record points. Uh, so the next one, Jordan, you go first. What Mega Man 2 on Nintendo Entertainment System. Yep. Aaron? I had the same. Same? Yes. Same. All right. Yeah, I figured those ones would be easy. So now we come to the third one. Aaron, what did you have? I had uh, Super Mario Galaxy on the Wii. Close. Close. It was two? It was two. Ah, curses. So you got one point there for the Wii. I want to hear that one again Norm? after. I get one point for the Wii. Okay. And did you... I was anything? so off that I only guessed the console is Super Nintendo, so that should tell you that oh, I have yeah, no so idea what no I was. No points for Jordan. But on I've that beat one. that game, so I want to hear that one again later. Oh, yeah. right. I, I have trouble differentiating between the music between Galaxy and yeah, Galaxy that, Two. That was the of the yeah. picks. That was definitely the tough one. Uh, Norm, back to you. What did you have for the fourth pick? Uh, Smash Bros. Melee GameCube. Nope. No. No. Smash Bros. N64. The original one. Yeah, so oh, no points there. I just actually, was like, it's Mike, he's going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> now that you say that, like it's, it makes perfect sense in my head, yeah, but I definitely. put, I just put Smash Bros, which would be right, <laughs> but I put GameCube as well because huh. I, I was thinking Melee even though I didn't write Melee. Yeah, well, I, I don't to know. Be, to I be feel more, like uh, in spirit you were thinking Melee, so I can't. No, no, I was. Yeah. I, I would have had the same answer. Yeah. As well. I actually also wrote Melee, so. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so three no pointers there. Uh, and the last one, Norm? Uh, ukulele quest for the tic-tac-toe board. Ah, that's right. You got it. Amazingly, that's wrong. <laughs> Jordan. The uh, Olsen twins bukkake party number three. Oh, my God. On the no. N64. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Was it? I did put N64. Was did you? Okay, you get a point for N64. Okay. Uh, Aaron? I have written down Majora's Mask on the N64. That's it. All right. So Aaron wins. Uh, that, w- that was the one that took it. Uh, yeah. So that was the Majora's Mask ending theme yeah. from, of course, the N64. Should have known that one, too. It yeah. sounded like, to me, it sounded I, like Link to the Past. So it, I should have known it was a Zelda Zelda, game. yeah. I, I tried to pick stuff that you guys would all know. Yeah. So I had to sing more of it in my head to get it. Like, I had to, like, continue the song. That one's tough because yeah. it's just the... I picked the very start of it. And yeah. so it's very it's a very short sample. So yeah. What I find hard is... I, we've played some of these games a million times, but we've might maybe only beat them like two or three times. That's the thing. So, and that's why ending themes or zero is, a, times. is yeah. definitely a tough one yeah. um, uh, to do because yeah, you may have played a game a ton of times, but how many times have you beat a game and what stuck a, around for the credits? So here's the thing. I've beaten every single game on this list and I didn't know half of them. So yeah. Well, you know what I should have done is when I was saying Mario Galaxy, I should have like read it really slowly and watched Mike's eyebrows <laughs> yeah. just to see like how he was reacting. And then his I could have added on a dilation. <laughs> you don't play the game. You play the man. That's yep. what they say. It's like poker. All right. So yeah. So Aaron's our big winner uh, this month. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and let us know if you played along. Let us know if any of you out there got all five of them. Uh, so because nobody here did that today. So if anyone you're you're the, uh, you know, virtual champion, if you will, uh, if you got all five of them at home. Uh, but I'm the real champion. You get you get the loot. <laughs> that's boxes. true. Yeah. No. Yeah. And if you want to be a big winner at home, the way to do that is to interact with us on in any way, shape or form on social media. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the giveaway. Just like every week, I remind you, hop onto Twitter, hop onto Facebook, hop onto iTunes, hop onto Stitcher, hop onto SoundCloud and say, hey, uh, and you could win Owlboy. You could win Overwatch loot boxes, you could win Sonic Mania, and you could maybe win Angry Video Game Nerd. What's they called? Adventures. 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 Uh, <laughs> we'll throw that one in too, um, if, if you so choose. Uh, yeah, so that's it for our picks this week, and that's actually caps two years of the podcast for us. Um, it was a good year for the podcast, I thought. We had a lot of good topics this year. Norm joined us officially this year, so that's a that's a great benefit to our podcast. We have much more JRPG picks <laughs> thanks to Norm yeah. this year. <laughs> Let yeah. us know if you're getting tired of the JRPG picks. Oh, you know, I, I don't a think lot anyone of is. The industry's greatest music comes from JRPGs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm really glad you jumped in because I there's such great music in that genre that we're missing out on. So yeah. So I would just want to say uh, thanks so much for listening. If you've been with us from the start or if you're just joining us now, we really appreciate it. But uh, if you're just joining us now, go back, listen to that back catalog. We've got lots of good stuff in there. And uh, as a little teaser to uh, next month, it rolls perfectly from our game this month. So that I did ending themes and uh, next month is going to be title themes because it's the new year. We're starting it off. So what better topic than title themes? So uh, yeah, if you're excited for our picks in January, it's all going to be title theme music. So uh, one of the things we like to say, if you have any suggestions, since we're teasing it now, uh, if you have a suggestion of a title theme you love, uh, feel free to tweet it at us and uh, maybe it'll make its way into the podcast. So yeah, that's it for two years of VGM Generations. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next time.